So we were just talking. Yeah. We just had a, a talk about joke writing that you all missed. Yeah. Thank you for tuning out for a whole yeah. week. Can't believe you guys. Oh my goodness. We killed it this week in Mike's, right? Oh man. The future weeks, what is it? Three weeks from now? We we just demolished. Demolished them, yeah. Oh, did we just have our show in theory? Um, yeah, I'm trying to, let we're me think. Recording. So I think so. Yeah. Yes. If by the time this episode releases, we will have performed. Oh, and show. we did so well. Yeah, we did super well. We got booked. Uh, they gave us our own, they, well, someone came in who had already written a pilot, mm-hmm. like you two and some other people, but mostly you two stars. Yeah. And wow. They were like, Hey, do you want to be on SNL? And I was like, no. And they're like, that's fine. Can I still just give you money? And I was yeah. like, yes. And I've moved into uh, Nora Jones's apartment. Ooh. Because they gave me so much money. Yeah. And um, I am- It's not an apartment. It's a brownstone. Yes, that's what I meant. I'm trying to make <laughs> the it- The rich don't live like us, Connor. I'm trying to make it relatable for them out there. Yeah, well, we're peasants. Uh, no, we're not anymore. We're not, right. Anymore. Because, because of that the show. show went so well. It was at a hotel in Brooklyn, and then some very rich investors came by and were like, these guys, I want them to perform on my private aircraft for $2 million a month. And, uh, and we were like, we'll have to discuss it. And we accepted yeah, but without some hesitancy, they're like, there's like, you get full benefits for the rest of your life. Like, we're going to make sure your kids are taken care of, like whatever university and whatever sport you want your kid to be on, we'll get them a scholarship through that. Yeah. It's like, great. Um, so it's like, it's not even just like we became rich, but like our family for the rest of time is extremely wealthy. Yeah. This is kind of pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about how rich we will be um, while sitting in your bedroom <laughs> recording a podcast. We have the microphones sure. on our laps instead of a table. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I laid down on the floor, like I would barely fit. Yeah. 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 Um, but the show went super well. Yeah, as we it probably said. went well. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, I don't know if any of you came out, I guess. Thank you. But I don't think any of you did. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say well, none of you came out. Then you can't deny what we're saying happened. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it's true. So everything that happened is true. Everything yeah. that will happen. Everything is that true. will happen is true. Yeah. Um, you ready? Welcome to Small Town Radio. I'm your host, Maxim. And yep. Maxim is the host. I don't know when I'll give it up. You have to give it up soon. You think so? I bet once we get deeper into it, people ugh, people are gonna feel like it's you. gonna divide the fan base. There, there's gonna be a whole legion. No of people press is who bad press. Like, yeah, they'll be like, that's not true. They'll be like, you should say your name, and I'll be like, thank you, everyone. And then there'll be like a bunch of people that are like, that are like you and who just aren't funny and who are like, oh, oh. don't don't say your name. <laughs> <laughs> he could have he could have attacked my family I would have been less offended <laughs> you have your your dreams oh the devastating words for a comic to hear you're not funny <laughs> or the one I get most often you have great stage presence that means nothing if you're thinking uh if your first thought is wow he he did he, he looked okay on stage that's not the impression I want you to leave with yeah at all. I've yeah. gotten that so many times. Really? Yeah. Wow. So many times. Even like Debon- our friends Debonco and Alex are like, yeah, the stage, like you, it was good stage presence that time. And I was like, stop. Stop it. Please. I want you to say I, that's right. It's an ego thing for sure. I haven't gotten any, a lot of compliments lately. <laughs> this is weird. Now that I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, oh my God. Like no one's told me anything nice about my comedy. In Comedians a, in a, a lot of times need to seek out compliments though like when people go up i tend to as soon as i get off stage i start analyzing everything i did and so whenever someone comes up and talks to me that's usually where my mind is and i'll like explode with all the information about what i did wrong and so they i don't mean to do it but that's just where my head is so i'll tend to hear something about myself is it wrong that i don't do that i don't know i don't like i I analyze i think i overanalyze anything anyone that knows me well knows that i overthink everything i do i feel like like when I used to really overthink my sets and now I just do a set and I can immediately know what I could have done better. And it's just kind of like, okay, next time. Like it, I don't stress about it that much. I don't stress. I think I just, I'm like, I, 
I'm really at the point where I'm like, I really want to continue getting better. Mm-hmm. So I'll just think about it until I find what I think the solution might be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fish for compliments though. I just kind of, I, yeah. I kind of chill. I, I'm all about organic things happening. So I just sit back and do my thing and wait until good things happen to me, which is a bad thing to do in a lot of ways. Sometimes but you got to pick and choose. I, I really, I don't think I fish for them either. I think I just hear about my set because that's all I want to talk about within the, like the first 50 minutes after a mic. That's usually where my head is yeah. unless no, usually it, I can't even think of an exception. It's like, that's what I'm analyzing. Wow. Yeah. I, I definitely don't spend 15 minutes on it. Oh, I, I spend about 10 seconds. It's the time it takes for the next comic to the, come to the stage and shake my hand. That's the time I'm thinking about how well my set my set went, and then I go sit down. My my set went. Yeah, I yeah. said that right. Yeah, and then I go sit down, and then I'm like, "All right, I'm hungry." <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I lose all sense of like if I need to go to the bathroom, if I need, if I'm hungry. All of that's gone. Wow. I when I was doing comedy in like Denver, and if, when I first started, I remember if I like drove to a mic and I didn't do well, it would eat me up for days. And now it's like, I could get on stage. I could go bomb right now and come back and do this podcast and be fine. I might be a little bit frustrated, but not that bad. I, yeah, I, well, I used to get frustrated because I knew I was just bad at stand up. <laughs> that's why I was like, how do I get better? And I think that's where a lot of it's come from. But I, I only get frustrated now when I go on stage and I like bring the energy and I do jokes that I feel really confident in. And I know I didn't mess them up and I get nothing because Mike's in New York City are just comedians in a room mm-hmm. waiting for their stage time. So sometimes they're supportive and they are listening to you and sometimes they're not. Right. And the times I get most frustrated is when I like, I know I put a lot out there because you've seen my performance. Like sometimes mm. my energy is just like. I've waiting. seen Connor pull a seven year old up on stage and scream <laughs> at them in the face. Uh, they were crying. and He's like, why aren't you laughing? <laughs> No, it was just like, it, I went up with a lot of energy and like, I, sometimes when you notice the room's not with you, yeah, like it's kind of over and you just like go through the motions. Mm-hmm. I like doubled down yeah, and they still didn't laugh at anything. So I was like this, I just left frustrated though. That's like one of the few times yeah. I left frustrated because I'm like, I did everything I could. Yeah. And I get nothing. I, yeah, I, I get like frustrated, but like. I don't really double down on the energy. I'm just like, all right, guys. <laughs> like the other night, I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I, I'm glad I spent two hours waiting so I could perform for four and a half people because one guy was on his phone. <laughs> but it's like, it's like there's nothing there. Like for non comedians out there, there's nothing like going to an open mic with like a ton of people there, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of people listen to my jokes. It's gonna be great. And then you go dead last, and there's five people in the room by the time you go up, and you're like, oh, I'm bring shows like, like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Last if you tuned in for last episode, you know I hate bringer shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we we have an announcement. We we teased this before. It's not I'm a regular pregnant. Sh- <laughs> oh. Congrats. Okay, no. Oh, you're not? Oh. I'm not pregnant. Mm. Um but I am about to give birth to one hell of an episode. Oh. Ooh. Um uh, it's different though. Our format's different this time. This week. Um, because we're Thanksgiving's coming up. I am traveling, so we're, we want to make sure our episodes are coming out. And so, what we are doing is so we recorded the the previous episode, and now we're recording this episode. And we didn't want to do two of the same type of format and like go median, like deep into the research on both. So this and be stale. I feel like right. we would have just been. We would, yeah, we've been yeah. dead. So this week we're gonna do a lightning round, is what we're gonna call it. Um, we're gonna walk around outside with lightning rods in our hands and see who gets struck first. Yeah, exactly. I that's, think it's gonna be tough the in the city though. It will be, and it's going to be a hassle dragging this. I mean, at least your H6 is portable, so we can at least move the setup outside. But uh, yeah, so we're going to do a lightning round. Uh, This is actually going to be similar to our first episode and second episode, where we're going to do three towns each, except we're going to do one fact about them. So we're going to kind of keep it short and sweet. Um, These are towns that we're not necessarily going to just check off the list forever. But these are towns we might come back to. But we just want to do something quick and fun and change it up a little bit. And then next week, we'll go back to our... Business as usual. Yeah, and we both actually came with themes. Mm-hmm. You, I saw you had a theme, and in the back of my head, I thought, I'm going to do some type of theme, too. So that was good uh, non, non-verbal non communication telepathy. <laughs> um, he looked at my research. That's what he did. I, uh, well, I wanted to make sure you weren't... I, I explained this last time, too. I, I checked to make sure I don't do what you did with... We haven't even said... That they they would have heard that. 
No, we didn't say that last episode. I I'll bleep it. I said a town in Nevada, I'll so bleep it wouldn't it. the surprise. This is our first bleep. First bleep. I'll Woo! bleep it out. Okay. It's very easy to put it. Bleeping's a lot of fun when you figure it My mom was like, I vote no swearing when I told, joked about uh bleeping my my track. And I'm like, I'm just gonna try to swear less, but like <laughs> also don't bleep me. Um <laughs> uh, what I'm going first, right? Yeah, so you so can reveal your theme. My theme. My theme is knocking over water bottles. Hey. <laughs> no, if I I chose odd laws in small towns. Odd laws for in-laws. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, so I... I remember this was like a thing in middle school where teachers would be like, you know, if you heard about this law in this town, people would be like, whoa, no way. Yeah. So uh, I transported myself back to that time and I looked up oddest laws in small towns. And mm-hmm. the thing is, some people's definition of small towns is like Plymouth, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, maybe for a real specific exception, but in general, 60,000 people, 50,000 people is not a small town. Right. So one, I had to narrow down that the list of things I found by the actual population. Mm-hmm. And then two, I found some great laws that were hilarious. Okay. And then I researched them. I wanted to fact check mm-hmm. because I was like, some of these seem outdated, but they could be like hidden on the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the last few years, people have cleaned up some of their, their laws because I found in Wilbur, Washington Mm -hmm. that at one point it was uh, a finable offense to ride an ugly horse. Oh my goodness. Right. What defines an ugly horse? Exactly. That was the thing. (laughs) It was like, you could be fined up to $300 for it. And so I was like, this is incredible. I need to figure out why. And then I looked it up and I found like some form like this has been off the books for six years. So uh, I like fact checked uh, all these places to make sure these laws were still intact. Okay. So uh, that being said, I'll bring up our first town and we'll do our our normal name, location, population. And then uh, just just for me, it's the law. Yeah. Okay. The law of the land. Okay. And we're going to start with Harper Woods, Michigan. Okay. Which Michigan, I think, is the state we've done the most. Surprisingly, I think so too. We've done at least two. I think, yeah, I think Michigan's probably up there. Um, Colorado's now has two as well. Yeah, California. No, we haven't done any in California. We did one the uh, first episode. Oh yeah, I did do or second. second episode. Yeah, I did do one. So we should uh, really keep track. We will eventually. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we, get the map the we've plans. talked about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Harper Woods, Michigan, which is located on the eastern border of Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Population. 14,236 as mm-hmm. of the 2010 census. Okay. So a little bit bigger than Hampstead, New Hampshire. Okay. Okay. Old law. This is a, a quote. This is right from the, 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 the thing I found online that had the statutes. It shall be unlawful for any person to artificially color, spray, or paint any bird or fowl to sell offer for sale, or otherwise dispose of any such colored birds or fowl. That's pretty funny. I... But I understand. I understand. But one, that means maybe someone found like a... I don't have all the history of where it comes from mm-hmm. because there's... Uh, it just could be multiple yeah. reasons for it. And there's a lot of like digging through and a lot of sites where there's like, oh, this funny law is on the book somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get to the root of. But when I read the law... Mm-hmm. And I saw it initially on an article. I thought maybe, and it's still a little bit ambiguous where it's like, if someone were to actually paint a bird like on canvas, yeah. an improper color, does that, I'd assume by like, if you brought it to court, you'd get away with it. But I also feel like it's so ambiguous. It's like, can't paint any birds, any I think, different colors. I think what it is, is it's talking about real birds. I mean, it is. And the thing is, it's like, okay, I have this exotic like, parrot or exotic parakeet or something do you want to buy it for a lot of money and it turns out like you buy it like this bird is covered in paint like this isn't the real species like yeah but i'm also thinking like is it taxidermy i don't i don't think it needs it's not taxidermy i think it's like real birds well then the question becomes how many times did this happen or was once enough once is enough you think so i I how much birds cost i mean i don't know but i'm willing to get whatever happened was like enough of a pain in the legal system 
that they were like, we got to make a law about this. You think? Yeah. The laws moves. Uh, I should have looked up the vote number. Did it split the house? I don't know. This went to the Supreme Court, actually. Paint but, birds are not paint birds. This is the the other thing, though, is um, like with this, it's on the website initially found a bunch of odd laws. It was just like just sparrows. Like that was the thing. Just like only sparrows you couldn't paint. That's how they kind of proposed it huh. on the website. So misinformation out there. But painting birds. Illegal. Illegal. In Harper City, Michigan. It means other places it's not illegal. I bet false sales, though. Lying in a sale. What? Like if you were to sell something and, and call it one thing, but it's not. Like mm-hmm. a rip-off novelty item or something. Yeah. You could get in trouble for that. I assume yeah. that would fall under that, but this place needed to be specific about the birds. Yeah, that's weird. I, I'd i be curious about the backstory of that. I uh, If you had uh, a dog like and you painted spots and called it a Dalmatian, is that legal there? Just I birds. guess so. Just birds. Only birds are protected by this. If you have a horse and you paint stripes on it, it better be beautiful. Because it won't be a zebra. I found another place, too, that said it was illegal to ride ugly horses. Up to penalties in jail. That's why you paint them. <laughs> make them less ugly. You Kill contour braces. the horses. You uh, get the, the horse makeup on fleek. Yeah, but I... Fact checked your laws. Some things that you know are lies. Take away. Take away. Okay. Yep. Interesting. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to dive into my first town and my theme. So my theme is weird celebrations. So these are weird little festivals that like birthdays. Not like birthdays, but close. Um, so yeah, I picked weird, weird celebrations. Uh, places that have just weird parties going on. I thought it would be kind of fun. So the first one on my list today is... Wabasha, Minnesota. Wabasha. Wabasha. Referenced in a Bob Dylan song. I have heard it. 56. Mm. No. Just keep moaning uh, into the mic. Uh, I'm trying to think of the actual song. Because I, when I saw it, and you you have the pronouncer written out uh, when I checked names, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. I know that from somewhere. And it took me a second. I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> so in Wabasha, Wisconsin... Or sorry, Wabasha, Minnesota. My bad. Uh, it's in southeastern Minnesota at the Minnesota-Wisconsin border along the Mississippi. There are 2,481 people that live there. And Wabasha is home of the quote-unquote Grumpy Old Men Festival, which is a tribute to a 1993 film called Grumpy Old Men and the sequel, which came out in 1995, Grumpier Old Men, which used the city as a setting. So basically, and like I watched a, I watched an old like uh, uh, piece of news footage about this festival. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, people have been living here for like a hundred years or more," but the town wasn't really on the map until this movie came out. So they, I guess, the movie was enough that these people felt a lot of pride, and now they have a festival about it. Oh, that's interesting because in the last episode when we talked about uh, my town, Virginia City, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why. We went from ghost town to like somewhat populated is because of a TV show that they based in the city. Oh, okay. So that's interesting how uh, like pop culture and the media can revive or like create economies. Right, exactly. And that, that that's like a prime example because honestly, I've never heard of the Grumpy Old Men movie. No, I, when you said it and you said movie, I initially thought of, what was it? Bad Grandpa with Robert De Niro and oh, Zac yeah. Efron. Mm-hmm. I was like, Wait, that happened so recently. Yeah. No, yes, this is based off a 1993-1995 movie. Um, events at the festival include um, ice fishing, high-stakes minnow racing, which is what it sounds like. You race minnows, and you bet on them, apparently. Um, is that... Do they, like... Do they, like... Do the fish get, like... Prizes? Do we treat them well? Do they get some? Is it like prize for winning the races? Like, do they get medals or something? Like, do they? Do the fish get compensated? You're asking. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Them and the NCAA athletes. I know, know, right? It's like it's like at this point, why don't we have like a baby crawl race? Yeah, high stakes baby crawl. That we don't have to give the babies any prize (laughs) and use their likeness because no one's gonna know what they learn. It's just a baby. Um, 
yeah, so yeah, uh, ice fishing, high stakes mineral racing. They have um, a grumpy old man lookalike competition. The the two main characters oh, in the movie. I was like, do you look like another grumpy old person? You look angry. <laughs> and so they have a lookalike competition, I guess, for people to like dress up like them. And uh, it's kind of fun. And the main event is called the Grumpy Plunge, which is you jump into the frozen Minnesota, Mississippi River. And everyone that signs up like donates and then all the donations go to some local charity. I'm sorry. I don't know which one, but yeah. And that's a people dress up for that. They get in costumes and they jump in the frozen Mississippi river, which is like, I'd be down for doing that sometimes. When is it again? Um, I think this festival's in March. Okay, so it's the waters that had plenty of time to freeze. Yeah, uh, hang on, I can I can pull it up because they got a whole website, but it's uh oh um sorry February twenty eighth twenty twenty. Yeah, so yeah, they have a it's just it's literally just a festival about the movie that made this town significant, which is interesting. I mean, that's what uh, what is it? Um, Coburg, uh, Oregon has a film festival now and that's part partially because uh that area helped film a lot of Animal House. Oh. So they have like events. They have the world's largest they, they have the world's largest drop out of college relay. <laughs> toga party actually. Toga Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's no goblin festival. No. <laughs> um all right, let's hear about your uh, next yeah. town with a weird law. Nucula, Colorado. Colorado. I now another one. one. Okay. This is, you know how some laws I'm like, oh, these are really fun. Mm-hmm. This is going to split the listenership. And I'm guessing not really because most people I feel like feel like us about this particular topic. But everyone in the town must own a gun. Interesting. Yes. Is there a reason why? Yeah. Now, is this, you know, when I said like I needed to do some research in between? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, this, you're just looking at me. I, I'm pulling up my research. He moved his laptop and the hard drive was dangling. Dangling. From it. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, when I read the brief synopsis on that, the list of like, you know, crazy laws, um, it was like, it's for people to protect themselves. And certain people do not uh, get guns, mm-hmm. like records. Yeah. Um, but also, you can also opt out for religious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's ah, like this town has a history of shooting things. Like, uh, was it in 1990 residents of nuclear hosted the first top dog world championship prairie dog shoot competition, which resulted in killing nearly 3000 prairie dogs. I don't endorse this. Yeah, I don't either. And I just, um, it, it reminds me of the, the the Springfield snake bash or whatever. Yeah. You ever seen that episode of The Simpsons? No, but I assume it's like St. Patrick's Day related type thing. They uh it's the Jebediah Springfield, the founder of their town, like killed a snake at some point. So every year they have an annual like snake killing event where everyone just gets a bat and just murders snakes around town. <laughs> it's like that. Like that's fucked up. That's fucked up. The prairie dogs are extremely cute too. Yeah, I mean, it's... Is that why everyone has a gun? So no, shoot no, the I'm just saying like, they had a reason. I'm, I'm reading, uh, as we go, uh, made the national headlines in 2013 when this passed. Okay. Uh, that year is the wake of the Sandy Hook mass shooting that left 21st graders dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado passed new, new gun control laws, banning the sale of new ammunition magazines with more than 15 rounds. Uh... And the laws were hailed by gun control advocates. Uh, I don't care about. I I do care about gun regulation. I think I, I care a lot about that. That was I for the sake of this to, episode. No, no. I uh, I'm not. Are you? Where? What are your thoughts on? I I'm not going to express my opinions, but oh, I'm, I'm pro. I'm pro gun control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I feel like in, in, control in reform, simplest words. Yeah. Without getting too heated about it's, it. It's uh the it's not rooted in bitterness. Uh most people in nuclear already own guns, which I assume you need to have like a popular majority. Uh, How many people live here? It was, oh, did I not say nuclear I didn't. I skipped right over. It's in West Colorado like 
along close to the western border. The county's on the western border in the central area. And it's seven hundred and eleven people in the two thousand ten oh, okay. census. Okay, it's like it's like halfway between Cortez and Grand Junction. And um, yeah. the population, I believe, between the two thousand and the two thousand ten census dropped. So okay. people are leaving. Um, but everyone has a gun. Do you, by law, by law, you need to have a gun. Uh, there's the only reason it, it it was just a law after Sandy Hook. They're like everyone I'm gets trying, a gun. I'm really and I apologize. This is what happens when you do two episodes and you just you know you really kill the first one, and then the second one you're like I'm gonna do more research and you, you, uh, it was an anomaly prior. This is why you have too many words. Guardian article. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Adwall, pause on this site. Okay, here we go. It's gonna be. It seems. Um, stop! Uh, stop! Stop popping! I support journalism. This is podcasting. You, folks. you know what? You do yours. I'm gonna circle back around so we keep it moving for the. Well, place. we're we're halfway through, so this would be time for our ad, ad break. break. Yeah. So, um, if you want to sponsor us, just fucking do it already. Yeah, I have more time to research. Yeah, he'll have more, he'll have more time to research. Um today uh today is brought to you by Nalgene water bottles which both me and Connor have. Mine yes. has lots of stickers on it. His has none for some reason. I don't understand. Keep it clean. Why you wouldn't put stickers on your Nalgene? Um because that's what they're for. It's like I haven't moved to Hydro Flask yet because I just love Nalgene's and I love putting stickers on mine. Um, I made some stickers that say get laughs, eat ass, and, uh, they're pretty funny. I've given out most of them. Um, if you want one, find me at an open mic or something. Uh, they're for vandalism. They're not for putting in your water bottle. That's a little inappropriate. For those of you listening at home and not watching what's happening, Connor is squinting very hard at his computer. This, this article is out. like, I'm guessing like 2000 words. Mm-hmm. And I think usually... The beginning of articles, you know, you have like a, a more or less like the nut graph of right. what you need. And it just seems like this is, I'll read this article, uh, the the paragraph, not the first paragraph, the, the caption. Nuclear Colorado was founded by socialists before becoming a mining town. Now as, a wel- now as wealthy liberals with different values encroach, the town is fighting for its economic survival. So I think it's like a political stand. Interesting. Yeah. Well, everyone has a gun there. Everyone, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter, everybody has a gun. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) When they bury (laughs) your whole town, they bury your history. There's a little bit of shame in that. Uh, Her parents, it seems like a bitter thing. Interesting. Well, Nuclear Colorado. Yeah. Not all wacky laws are always so fun. I, depending on where you stand on the the side of depending things. on if you're a prairie dog or not, apparently, oh yeah, it seems like uh, it's a part of how they identify as the town as prairie dog murders. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. My next town is Twinsburg, Ohio. Location: Northeastern Ohio. Population: eighteen thousand seven hundred ninety-five. Can you guess what kind of festival a city with the name Twinsburg? I definitely can. Can you? Good guess. Oh no! All right, another door of the explorer moment. (laughs) It's not. uh, It's not a shining festival. Mm -mm. The shining festival. Mm -mm. It's definitely not a festival for only children. (laughs) It is called the Twins Day Festival. Twins Days Festival. So this is an annual festival. It's been held. Every year since 1976, on the first full weekend of August, thousands of sets of twins, triplets, quadruplets, so on and so forth, come and they just have a fun weekend at this festival. They've got lots of events they do and lots of twin games. Um, The Twins Days, it was actually inspired, it's the way it kind of started, it was inspired by a pair of quote, enterprising 19th century twins, Moses and Aaron Wilcox. They were identical. They were identical twins who bought four thousand, the, who bought four thousand acres of land in eighteen nineteen in the in the city, and then offered to donate six acres for a town square, and twenty dollars towards a new school on one condition that they drop, that they the town loses its old name Millsville and changes it to Twinsburg. 
Wait, the school? The, the, the town. The whole town. The whole town. I And $20, $20 towards the school like is not that much, which is kind of funny. But it was 1819. The, um, the thing that gets me is, one, Moses. You, you don't hear that name a lot. But yeah. also, do we... Twins... Twins getting, I feel like each, if there's a Twinsburg, there should be a Triplettsville and quad, like each place should have its own thing. Right. Lumping it all together. I wonder how the twins feel. It's like, this is our thing, but I guess you can come too. I would like to say that saying we'll donate $20 to a school in 1819, if you change the town name to what we decide, is the equivalent of donating $405 today. So while it is still a donation to a school, that is a drop in a bucket to change an entire name of a town. I have an idea. Oh, yeah? We will change our name for one episode to your choosing if you pay $405. But maybe. Would you do that? Sorry, I spoke for... We'll change the the name of the podcast if you just have us booked every single weekend for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. I feel like, uh, you think the podcast is going to last the rest of our lives? I don't know. We haven't had that talk yet. Oh, where's the <laughs> ring? I get it. Where's I get the it. ring? Okay. It's our first me. conversation. What's the, what's your ring size? I'll, um, I actually don't know because I don't wear jewelry. I don't either. Maybe I'm thinking about it. Do I'm you not going to get a look, wedding ring, dude. I'm going to get some wedding brass knuckles. Do you think I, do you think jewelry would fit my vibe? No. Yeah. I agree. 120. Does it look like it would fit mine? Yeah. What? Grills. Grills? <laughs> and then your glasses bedazzled oh and then headbands lots and lots of headbands oh my god i would be sick sick and be vomit fashion that's too deliberate makes me sick okay some people look good with jewelry though if you notice some guys like can pull it off pretty well sometimes i'm yeah. not one of those guys no i'm not either okay continuing on twin festival um the the twin the festival actually attracts a lot of people from the scientific community who use the presence of thousands of identical and fraternal twins to study like volunt- to, to, to conduct voluntary twin studies. Um, so they, they use this to determine like genetic versus non-genetic traits. Mm-hmm. And they have some, they have such a large sample size. They Is this one of the places too, where they like studied if you're identical and then like why there are some like markers on your genome that like cause certain changes, like physical changes. I remember learning about that, something like that in uh, high school. Hmm. And I wonder if they 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 probably find people to volunteer for stuff like that study that I read. They probably do. Yeah, they, the, back in Mrs. Pond's class. But I mean, this is like the the prime place to do it. Um, uh, twins are re- rewarded for their participation in voluntary studies. Obviously, um, uh, this is on Wikipedia that a scientist noted that there was a tendency amongst twin days attendees to for to form quote human patterns pairs of complete strangers seem continually magnetically drawn to one another to shake hands slap backs and sometimes take the relationship further another extraordinary thing is happening clumps of twins keep making human patterns every few seconds two or three or more sets get together in symmetrical formations and smile for somebody's camera they seem powerless to resist the compulsion and watching it is like seeing the colors coalesce in a giant kaleidoscope so very trippy description of what happens, but basically it's just like you have all these twins and their behavior is like, it's so mirrored and stuff that like, it's like they keep forming these weird patterns between twins. Whereas like if you have just a bunch of people who are just there by themselves, yeah, you just kind of do what you do. But if you have a, a duplicate or a second or a third or a fourth person like that mm-hmm. for every single person, they kind of just form like symmetric, like shapes and like, behavioral patterns become more copied that's odd i also like i i know some twins that like if i didn't know they were twins i would think they're not related oh totally which i also feel like the twins that show up to a uh, a twins festival get along probably i think most twins do what is it uh that's that's an oversimplification uh yeah i feel like yes but like uh like it Twins that are different genders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I... Yeah, like, I knew someone who had a twin that didn't even... Like, I wish them a happy birthday. I'm like, oh, do you wish your twin a happy birthday? Like, no, I, we didn't talk today. 
hmm. which uh, it's its own thing. But still, the the whole. Uh, I wonder if there's some selection bias in the studies because clearly these twins wanted to do this right together. One side note is it's not the rules of the festival, but it's kind of an unspoken rule that everyone who is a twin dresses the same as their twin. Like <laughs> that's funny. I like that. I, I feel like when we have our show, uh, everyone, the, the host should dress up exactly the same. I like the idea of people dressing the same. Dressing the same is kind of fun. I, yeah. Should we both go and like, should we both dress the same on the day of our show? I think that's all already, of us. We, sorry, the show has already happened and we definitely yes. dress the same. We should be back to back to back to back. We should do it for, we should do two sets a piece. Whoa. And then say we're twins with twins. And then, the, so the first one goes up and it says, does their set? The second person goes up and goes, that's my twin. And then the first repeat goes, he's not his twin. I'm his twin. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like an we killed it. We did that. Yeah, we definitely did that. We uh, we got some good synchronization down um, with we, our matching uh, barrel costumes <laughs> with suspenders. Uh, okay, well yeah. that's uh, that was my second. Yeah. Um, while I was masterfully paying attention to you, mm-hmm. I learned to okay. recap. Basically, it was like a anti-liberal type of movement. That's basically what I took away from it. Okay. They're like liberals were encroaching in the town. They're like, we're going to pass these laws to like be truer to what we believe in ideology. That doesn't sound like a NRA or weapons manufacturer supported bill at all. No, I mean, it's a small, yeah, it's a, I you thought, it, get, I thought there was more reason of like potential violence, like animals. Hunt. No, it's, no. it's a political game. Yeah. I was going to say, there's not really much out there. that's going to, gonna hurt you there might be bears sometimes but yeah but like for people like if everyone yeah interesting but we're gonna go into something more niche niche but this is also gonna like dispel a little bit about the 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 odd laws thing you know okay um odd laws number two three three. number three we are at number number three south berwick maine which is along the southern border Mm -hmm. of maine Connected with New Hampshire. So you know how like it's yeah. uh, it's not like the flat part. Right. It's the liney the, the wavy part. The, the wavy part. <laughs> so um it's along the southern border. The population is seven thousand two hundred and twenty at the two thousand ten census. And um uh you think when you think of when you think of New York and you think of coffee shops, what do you think of? Um I walk in there and then I go, no, 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 I can't no. what 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 brand do you think of? Um, Dunkin' Donuts? You blew it. Starbucks. When you think uh, of New England, what brand do you think of? I guess Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, there we go. That okay. was the answer. I always, I, I, I didn't set that up for the, the, the tip in. Starbucks races. is Seattle. Starbucks is Seattle, but it, you definitely see a lot of Starbucks in New York. Like, that's the chain. That's the place to pee when you're walking around New York City. Always go yeah. to the Starbucks bathroom. Also, if you're in Times Square, uh, Port Authority bus terminal. Great. Great. Okay. Yeah. Good tips. Bathroom. There's a water fountain there. How to survive New York City. Um, but also, as I said before my story, there was a guy that came up to me and didn't want me oh, okay. taking the yeah, water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, okay. This is going to fit the stereotype of New England. And okay. You're not a New Englander, but coffee, like people make fun of Dunkin' Donuts. When I, when I was in yeah. high school. Yeah. Did you just say something about the Patriots? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I don't know what their record is at this point because we're weeks ahead. Uh, but when I was in high school, people would go to Dunkin' Donuts. My class, my school, they started at 7.15. I had a 20-minute drive. Some people mm-hmm. lived further away from me. And every day, they would stop at Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Just like their thing. If they didn't have their Dunkins, they couldn't go through 11th grade. Okay. I always thought, I still think it's ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but it was ridiculous to me. Yeah. Back then more so, but in South Berwick, Maine, this is a record. This is a, this is on, on their statute. Mm -hmm. There's no parking in front of the Dunkin' Donuts. And for someone who researched a lot of odd laws, <laughs> this is way more exciting than for you who's just hearing it. Because a lot of places I looked, mm-hmm. it came up with like, oh, isn't that funny? Somewhere in, in New England, you're not allowed to park in front of the Dunkins. Like, it just was all over the place. And that's just what they specified. 
Interesting. Like, no okay. parking in front of the Dunkin' Donuts. So, Even if there is a parking lot. So this is the thing with South Berwick. It, yes, in okay. South Berwick. So um, that's that. Like people just kind of leave it there. They're like, oh, that's crazy. The place is doing like I said. But when I did a quick Google Map search, there's only one Dunkin' Donuts in South Berwick. Okay, and there's no parking lot in front of it, but a major intersection. Oh, but people would go to work and be like, so they needed their Dunkin' so bad that they would park the car in front of it, run in, run out. And so that's how the law came about. Because it's in front of an intersection. So yeah. parking in the intersection. Yeah, it's illegal. <laughs> but they needed to specify it. Oh my gosh. What's this town name? South Berwick. South? B-E-R-W-I-C-K. South Berwick, Maine. Okay, I'm going to pull up the map. And I found an article that was like, literally saying what I was saying. It's like, you see it all over the internet. No parking in front of a Duncan's. But literally it's, you, you can't, you're, Causing traffic jams. That's why. It's not a weird... It it seems odd law on the surface, but, you know, really at the end of the day, it's not. Um, Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Yes, there's literally no nowhere to park here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why, like, when you look at something, maybe it's a little bit more. Because I, like, I found facts about... Uh, I see. It's literally like, okay... Yes, because there's it's like a little drive-through loop. Yeah, and then they have like a, a couple parking spots in the back, and then the rest of it is like you would have to park across the street or like. Yeah, so it's a very logical law that makes sense. That's very specific, people, though. It's yeah, funny. but it's people, very New England. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, one uh, one radio website that kept on being like, "It's not that weird. Like this is this." Yes, you would understand if you lived here why that's a law. Yeah, but everyone's like, ah, New England. Um, but like, I was when I was going through like some of the other laws I found. I said the ugly horse one. Like, there's a place in I think it was Missouri that you couldn't feed an elephant beer in on the road. On the road. So backyards, I guess, were still fair game. You okay. Because for the elephants in Missouri, backyard elephant beer. Yeah, but then you research it. Mm-hmm. You research it. You go to the town. You look at the statutes. You search the word elephant. Nothing on the law book that I could find about elephants. Huh. Nothing. So there's false. There's false fake odd laws. laws. So watch your back out there. Watch folks. your back, or make up better ones. Make up better ones. Yeah. yeah. Elephant one's great. Ugly horse one great. Like uh, what was the other one? Uh, no hitting a vending machine. Kind of funny because it's so specific. I looked up that town. Wasn't real. Like, but you can do better. Like no hitting a vending machine on a Tuesday. Yeah. With it, when it has fruit in it. Like the more specific in order, the the if, better. If anything, if you're a, a small town and you want to drum up some national attention, you just have to make up the weirdest law, or pass a gun law that's, or make everyone buy guns. Yeah, I guess if you make everyone have a gun, guns should be provided. I is that your stance? Are you coming out? Yeah, 15 minutes. <laughs> that's my that's my gun control standpoint. No, no, uh, but it's like I can't be like, yeah, sorry, everyone has to go out, and you are gonna spend at least two hundred bucks on a gun, and that's a that's really cheap gun. I yeah, I don't know anything about guns. I uh, I'm as stated before, like I'm not a violent person, mm-hmm. and even though guns, well, let's not talk about it. I don't think that's our our thing. You that's know, not our vibe. Yeah. Um. But that said, great point. If you want national attention, come up with a very specific, uh, kind of like quirky kind of law. Yeah, quirky Nothing, laws. Not a political state. Not oppressive laws yeah. or <laughs> polarizing uh, laws. Yeah. But okay. South Berwick, those are the three out of the list I researched a lot that were actually real. Nice. Cool. Well, that brings us to my final town of weird celebration theme. Mm-hmm. And this one, I can't believe I didn't think of this when I first thought I was going to do this. Um, but the town is Nederland, Colorado, which is west of Boulder and up at the end of Boulder Canyon at the end of Clear Creek or uh, Coal Creek Canyon. I've been there all the time. Uh, and I didn't think about this for some dumb reason, because this is such an obvious one. Um, Nederland is home of the, quote, frozen dead guys, dead guy days festival. Dead guys, plural? Dead guy. Singular. Walt Disney? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the population is 1,445. Quick note, I'm trying to read that. But uh, 
It's an annual celebration celebrating a frozen dead guy who made his way to this town. And I will tell you the story of how this happened. Is it like the... I, do they drink him? No. No, there's no consuming the dead guy. Yet. Yet. I w- yeah. Okay. In, in eight, 1989, uh, there was a, a Norwegian uh, citizen named uh, Trygve. And he... Uh, he moved to the United States and he brought the corpse of his recently deceased grandfather, Bredo, to the United States. His body was stored in a cryogenics facility in California from 19, 1990 to 1993. Then, Trigve and his mother, uh, Odd, moved with the body to ne- Nederland, Colorado. They kept Bredo's body frozen in a shack behind their house. Eventually, Trigve overstayed his visa and was deported. Odd was also evicted for living in a house with no electricity or plumbing. She told a reporter about her eviction and her fears that her eviction would leave her fa- her father's body to thaw out. The reporter <laughs> brought word to the city and the story exploded. Be like, hey, this woman is keeping a frozen person in a shed in her backyard and she's worried it's going to thaw him out. Basically, and then when the city found out about it, it just like nationally exploded so like this like is this a cryogenic or like they just on ice like homemade cryogenic like on ice so i don't want to cut you is that the end pretty much uh, the rest is just what they do at the festival okay so i have questions about Mm -hmm. the body first um were they hoping to like resuscitate them when the technology came around was that part of the thing i think that was part of the vibe yeah okay i wasn't sure if they're just like we love him so much we can't part from his body um, okay. That explains a lot because it's kind of weird to, for any other reason to bring a body around with you, unless you think you can bring him back to life. Yeah. I think that might've been the, the, the thing there. So. Okay. That's the only logical piece. That, that makes sense. That's that, the only piece that like would like, yeah, that's reasonable to freeze someone. If you think one day they will be unfrozen. Yeah. Otherwise it's weird. Yeah. It's weird as hell. uh so yeah the the story exploded uh everyone got word of it and they're like oh my god and then they've got a frozen dead guy and thus began the beginning of frozen dead guy days so is it uh like the area 51 type of thing where people heard about it and then wanted to like show up and make something uh pretty much okay like yeah so frozen dead guys day is kicked off and it's just a celebration that's like a whole weekend in uh up in netherland um uh, they have events. Uh, the events include coffin races, the hearse parade, the polar plunge, which they have a little reservoir there, so they jump in that frozen thing, uh, poetry slam, fix a frozen flat, and a frozen t-shirt competition. Okay, all of those are on theme except poetry slam? Yeah. What? Is, was he into poetry? Couldn't tell you. Was he in the Dead Poet Society? Uh, <laughs> Set that one up. Yeah, so they have this every year. Actually, I haven't been here, which makes me a bad Boulder resident because so many people go to this festival. I'm a bad Boulder boy. I'm a bad Boulderite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's an annual festival. Frozen Dead Guy Days. Very popular. Oh, they also have Frozen Dead Guy uh, Lookalike competition. So dress like you're frozen and you're dead. I, I feel like what we're learning here is the best way to make a town, small town survive. Like that's, those are the facts that we're coming to. Mm-hmm. So to recap your stuff, like it, dead guy day, mm-hmm. have a, a festival about something odd or like a lot of different events to right. attract people. Exactly. Have your town have a certain look to it mm-hmm. and then have like one or two things that cause a blip on the national radar. Yeah. Like either a law or like history, you know, that thing that you need to like, you could, you know, we're, make history. We're not podcasters. We're small town promoters. At we're this entrep- point. Yeah. We're entrepreneurs. If you want us to promote your small town and come up with, devise a plan to get people to come there, we are your guys. I actually think people do that. Like that's, it seems like a lot of the towns we've talked about do that. They're like, how do we keep our town alive? How do we keep the economy going? What ideas do you bring to the table? We need a fast-talking city man to vamp this place up. Uh, that seems like what had happened in Leavenworth. I mean, that's wild, though. Like, for the Dead Guy Day, I feel like 
with festivals, dressing up is a big part of it. You yeah. got to embody what's happening. Exactly. Dressing like a dead guy is awesome. Yeah. And like some type of race, like silly races, the outhouse race. Silly races. Every <laughs> successful small town, you need a silly race. Take our word for it. Um, yeah. And then a poetry slam, of course. Yeah. It's a show culture. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you show up and do poetry slam and I will probably do stand up. Um, at that poetry is, slam. Sometimes like, my stand up sounds like a poetry slam, which is when you just hear silence back. Yeah, no. Um, I was telling my friend about this. There was a dude back in Boulder who was a very nice guy, but instead of laughing a lot of times, he would just snap his fingers. And I was like, mm-hmm. Hey, you're the worst audience member. Just laugh at the jokes. I love it when people go, that's funny. I say that all the time. I realize when someone throws a joke premise out there mm-hmm. and I think like a joke, I'll say that when I'm like, you should develop that into a joke, but I don't say the rest of it. I'm just yeah. like, that's funny. Uh, I say when uh, someone tells a joke and nobody in the room laughs and they're like, ah, and I'm like, no, it's funny. Just <laughs> <laughs> like no one laughed cause no one laughed and that's comedy. The, uh, but yeah, I feel like we, we learned that it's like we've learned how to successfully, what ideas create a successful noteworthy town. Right. Uh, yeah, it, there's like, by, by the time we're really deep in this show, we'll be, we'll be amazing at promoting this consulting. We'll be consultants. Yeah. What event? Okay. So if you were to, um, if goblin were to- fest, <laughs> <laughs> goblins, always goblins. Gabagool. No, I will say I do really like the, uh, the polar plunge. Polar plunges I, I, ideas. Uh, something that's a fun event. I think polar plunges also usually raise money for right charity. So yeah. if you have an event that also not like brings awareness to something, mm-hmm. a positive cause. Yeah. Okay. So you have a polar plunge for goblins. Yeah. Goblet. Ooh. Goblin goblets. The 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 goblin. Uh, hmm. Do they? Are there a lot of turkeys that are going around the with the goblin goblets? No. No, gobble gobble. It's a vegan goblin festival. Right, I forgot. It has um, to be if I'm organizing it. Sorry, goblins. Um, how many goblins do you know that are vegan? Like zero. How many goblins do you know? <laughs> like zero. <laughs> like too many. Um, um, but yeah, so festival. What was the name? Uh, the, oh, we did this. That was so basically what we did we last episode. We talked about last yeah. episode a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, if you had to make a law. Okay. If something you, oh, you've, based off law. of something you've seen in New York City that you're going to implement in a small town. Okay. Serious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no littering. <laughs> I think serious laws. Um, I would say if... Uh, if someone, if, if when the train stops, you are legally obligated to wait till everyone has departed before you get on. Other cities are better. New York's bad. There should be, there should be some type of convention where if you need to get off a crowded train at a stop, you should like be able to like raise your hand and have people just like know that Clear you're out. getting off or something. I don't know. Cause I, like that, that just bothers me. Like the, the, the just train stuff gets me. That's that sometimes when people don't move in far enough on the train, that yes. causes an issue. I was on a train yesterday where that happened and a person just went, you're kidding me, right? And then everyone moved into the train, <laughs> which is great. I, I have my law though. Oh, what is it? No holding hands on the sidewalk in busy oh. areas, like a major strips. Yeah. No, hold, that's the law. I don't care. doesn't matter how much you love each other. I think I said it. this before on this podcast. We, we have. Yeah, but the, the sidewalk is like 10 feet wide. How do two people take up the whole sidewalk? Yeah, phones are okay because you're like, you see it and you go, oh, you shouldn't do that. And you go, well, I do that all the time. At mm-hmm. least that's the way I feel. Mm-hmm. Holding hands, I'm single and I have no emotions for for that right now. I have no sympathy. So I, I don't understand how you need to take up everything. Like if you love each other, get closer. Yeah. Hug down the sidewalk. I don't care about that. Yeah. Holding hands... No holding hands on major sidewalk. I think there needs to be like a number to make it to make it really specific. No holding hands if there's more than there should just be light, five people in the sidewalk. There should just be light obstruction of foot traffic laws where if you're not walking fast enough or you and your five friends are walking completely abreast, you'd like you should they should be like, All right, guys. There was there was move. There was one law that I really wanted to find, and it was no fancy bike riding. That's the way the, the article had spun it. But the town was too big when I looked at it. It was like 50,000. I forget where it was. But it basically was like, you can't ride your bike without uh, your like 
hands not being on your handlebar and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And like with children, it was like $1 for the first time with adults. It was like a hundred dollars for a fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that seems like along the same veins of like, it's kind of ridiculous, but it makes some sense. Yeah. If you were going to force everyone in your town to own something by law, oh, what would you make them own? Um, outside of normal appliances and like, be like a refrigerator, a toilet. Yeah. Um, yeah. also it was interesting how that place they were, she got evicted for not having running water or electricity. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, that's also the, the heater going now. I'm not going to say heater. Um, oh, I thought your roommate was just doing dishes or something this whole time. Like that sink has been on for like 10 no. minutes. No, that's yeah. Should we just heater. get more, more quiet noise so we can edit it out? Maybe I didn't. It didn't come up as strong in the last one. Okay, the last one I edited. What would I make everyone own? I'm trying to think like productive, goofy, not political. Um, hmm, a bolo tie. A bolo tie. (laughs) And every (laughs) where's your government mandated bolo tie? Do you need to own a bolo tie? And you need. There's a bolo tie festival. Of course, you can't just like. There needs to be some reason. So maybe that's the festival. Bolo tie day. Yeah. It's like the day. It's one week before Halloween. Of course. That makes sense because that way you like start getting to the festival. Like, I don't want to dress up. Oh, I got to wear a bolo tie. So maybe then force people like, all right, if I need to wear a bolo tie and dress up, well, what else can I dress up as? <laughs> I, mm, bolo tie. Yeah. What about you? Mm. I don't know. I feel like it would like if I want to pick something dumb, I'd be like, everyone has to own a clown nose. Like, oh, well, I've been doing a lot of research about clown scares for a joke. So, mm. and then uh, maybe on a more serious note, everyone should have a toothbrush or deodorant or both. Yeah, that seems very reasonable. <laughs> uh, everyone should have. Um, Mm. Socks. Are you making it like Underwear. a socialist state? This is where a, you're providing. Everyone should own the communist manu- manifesto. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see what what else we got here. Um, we talked about twins so, days. Well, yeah. If you were a twin, what would be you and your twins' skill? We'd have. We'd have an intricate high five. Intricate high five. Intricate. Very intricate. That would be cool. Like 30 seconds at least. I would... Feet involved. I know if I was... If I had an identical clone of me, I'd be like, we're going to get the biggest trench coat and (laughs) (laughs) and you're going to sit on my shoulders. That's terrifying. In New York, it would be like a big pea coat. (laughs) (laughs) Or the down jacket. Oh, a big... Canada Goose jacket. Fuck that brand. Um, I don't know anything about that brand. Uh, the ki- they use down, which is from geese. Not oh. okay. And they also, the fur on them is from coyotes. And you think they just catch coyotes and skin them? No. There's going to be a fucking warehouse of coyotes somewhere where they just rip their fur off. Not cool. No one needs a jacket like that in New York City. Like, come on. It's not even real winter yet, so I don't know what it's going to be like. But no one needs a jacket like that. Nothing has to die to keep you warm. All right? I've been doing it for years. Except the earth. Except the earth. Yeah. Oh. oh get boy. off my soapbox a little bit. But yeah, that's a lightning round episode one. I imagine that we'll probably do something similar. Yeah. Eventually. Change it up when we'll we have to, to. Yeah, it's holiday season. I mean, we are once Christmas, the Christmas season is in swing. I'm going home. You're, you're, what I'm going you? home as well. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to pre-record a couple in December. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a guest on soon. Yeah, well, uh, we'll have the first guest episode. Is that the next episode? Uh, should be, if okay. I can get the microphone and the equipment. Yeah, we won't right. announce, just in case things go through, you know, fall through. But uh, We're going to try to have we're gonna try to have guests on, st- on soon. Yeah, every yeah. once in a while, like once a month or yeah. so. Um, but I'm very, like, I'm very excited uh, for a potential guest. Yeah. I You don't know her, but I've worked with her in the past, and she's fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram at ST Radio Pod. Same with Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Maxima Valen. The podcast Twitter is kind of quiet. Uh, not really much going on there yet. Um, yeah, we'll figure. We're coming up with our strategy. We're I think figuring that out. But less travel, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah. I'm very active on Twitter. So follow me, like me, retweet me. 
Just please. like me as a person. Just like me. Come to Mike's and like tell me please. nice things. Not during my set, though. Not during my yeah. Not during the set. Um, afterwards, and right you're not afterwards. allowed to go. That's funny. Instead of laughing, so honestly, I love when I hear people say that, like at Mike's, for whatever reason. Just because I'm like, huh, that's like they. That's usually pointing out that someone didn't get it. Yeah. Right away. But that's so. Uh, oh, well. My, yeah. If you're making, if you're looking to make a podcast or want podcast consulting, I do that work. I'm a freelancer. Um, uh, so you can reach me on my website, which is conicfiachin.com, C O N N O R K W I C I E N. Instagram, I'm there. Follow me. Uh, you can find me through our, uh, this podcast bio. We had our show that we destroyed. Yeah. And I have a show next weekend when this comes out on the 13th at Broadway Comedy Club. Yeah, so I guess go see him there. Which I'm sure when, we pre, when we're recording, I will have said I destroyed and then come on the week after and cry. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Appreciate you so much. Uh, yeah, you're okay. Eh, all right. Bye. Bye.